Forget all the rules. Forget about being published. Write for yourself and celebrate writing. Melinda Haynes. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Our topic of discussion today is about rules. Rules of writing that you should throw out the window. Yes. Know the rules, learn the rules, and then throw them out the window. Or, you know, set them aside until later discussion. Almost every famous author, or a lot of famous authors, have their own rules for writing. I know Ted Decker in, I believe it was Showdown, in one of his novels, he listed rules of writing. Stephen King also has a lot of rules. He's written books about it. It's good advice, but I'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) My personal opinion on advice. Probably my favorite list as far as storytelling and understanding characters, understanding structure comes from Pixar. I believe it's Lassiter has a list of rules about storytelling. And some of that's about structure, some of that's about characters, but it's a great list to go through that helps you understand why Pixar stories are so precious in a way. And I know I've talked about it before, Brandon Sanderson's Laws of Magic, which were developed in a reflection of the way that Asimov developed his rules for robotics. Having rules for storytelling is not a new concept. Aristotle actually had a list of nine basic elements of fiction, which include how to tell a story in a way that makes sense. One of his rules is your stage play should take place over the course of 24 hours in your characters' lives. It should happen fast. It's an interesting rule. You don't have to follow it, but it's something to consider as you're telling your story. So as an editor, you must have rules of your own. I sure do. The rules that I have are for me personally, things that I have learned as both an author and an editor. The first one is right now, edit later. I am an editor at heart, which really is a problem when I'm trying to write a first draft. Yes, yes, it is. Because I want to constantly edit my stuff and make it better, and make it better, and make it better. But you end up having a fantastic first four chapters. That have been a fantastic first four chapters for years. (laughs) Years. (laughs) But it's not a book you can give people to read. So I definitely agree with this one. Right now, edit later. This goes hand in hand with my next rule. Give yourself freedom to be terrible. That's why I'm constantly editing is because I write something and I think that it can be better and I want it to be better now. Despite being a procrastinator, I want it now to be perfect. It's a real struggle to find that balance between procrastination and perfectionist. (laughs) But if you don't give yourself that freedom to be terrible when you're writing your first book, when you're writing your first draft you'll never finish it. Because no first draft has ever been perfect. No first draft has ever been amazing and great. And I think a lot of people end up giving up on finishing their book because they're reading their first draft of their first novel 
and comparing it to this New York Times bestseller that they just read. And they look at it and go, this is terrible. This is never going to live up to it. Why bother? Which, by the way, that New York Times bestseller has been through a professional editing process. It is a long process. It doesn't happen overnight. And their first book, I'm betting, looked very similar to yours. A professional is an amateur who didn't quit, right? Exactly. My next rule is what I briefly mentioned that I would get back to. Take all advice with a grain of salt. Listen to it. Ponder it. If it works for you, use it. But don't accept all advice, even from professional, published, New York Times bestsellers. Don't take it as law. Except what we say in this podcast, right? No. (laughs) You don't have to listen to us as if it's law. Listen to what we have to say and ponder it. Consider it. See if it works for you. We are giving advice based on our own experience based on what we've learned, what we've gone through, how things have worked for us, your experience will probably be different. We're trying to help you get through the process better, but just because I say write terribly to start doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to write terribly to start. Just because we say you should send your book off to an editor doesn't necessarily mean you have the ability to do that. So that's why I say take advice with a grain of salt. Always understand that it's coming from someone else with a different perspective. Yeah, each author's journey is their own. I like to think of these podcasts as something that I wish I had known when I started 10 years ago. So if I ever get the chance to go back in time to when I began my writing journey, I can hand off this flash drive of this is information that I've learned. And we're hoping you all can learn something and jump forward in that process and move to professional faster. My last rule is something that, despite what I just said, you need to listen to. You need to do this. And that is never give up. Writing is hard. Not everyone understands that, especially if they aren't writers themselves. Writing is difficult. It is a lengthy emotional investment. You are pouring your soul into something that you're creating and showing it to the world and hoping beyond hope that they are going to take it and love it as much as you do. It is nerve wracking. It is difficult. It's time consuming. It's terrifying and fantastic all at once. It's so amazing. When you get that chance to put your name on a book, on a cover, and say this, I made this, and hand a published book off to your friends, it's worth the effort. It's worth the tears and the struggles and the fights to just do it. So never give up. Even if you have to take a break, don't give up on it entirely. So those are my basic rules for writing. Lee, what are your rules? A lot of mine are very similar. I think that's because our writing journeys have been parallel for several years now. My first one is trust the process. This is very much like giving yourself freedom to be terrible. Giving myself permission to get it wrong. I believe the saying goes, get it wrong, get it written. 
It's more important to get it on paper now. You can't edit a blank page. There are a lot of people who will agree with me who are bestsellers and names you recognize. Write terribly, do it wrong. Trust the process to get it right later. And trust your editor, says my editor. (laughs) Another thing that has really helped me learn is to experiment. I experiment with every one of my short stories. I experiment with every one of my books. I try something new to see if I like it. And not every novel does that work. I tried writing a mystery style who is the bad guy for Cyan and Blue, and it fell super flat. And we had to go back and try and edit it and reinforce this and that. That one didn't work. The following book, I wrote almost half the book from the bad guy's point of view, and it was so much fun, and that helped define my writing style starting there. So experimenting gives you enthusiasm for the story, plus helps you move forward in completing your story. And it can help you find the voice that you've been looking for. Sometimes if you are just constantly doing the same thing and you're really struggling doing that same thing, That's insanity. So try something new. If it's not working, try something different. Try something new. And you may come across that one thing that you realize, this is it. This is my style. This is my voice as an author. And Ted Decker says, write to discover. What he means by that is to write to discover something about yourself. Ask a question. My main characters in my story right now, one of them doesn't know what home feels like. And I personally have a connection in that way. So learning to define home for the character will emotionally tug on my heartstrings. The other character has decided that her life doesn't mean anything. She's just kind of hoping her death might. And I've felt that way before also. So these characters answering these lies about themselves will help me stay invested in the story as well. Another thing that I do as an author is I try to make sure I'm not just writing something. I have four different parts of my writing world. I will be writing something. Right now that's temporarily called Maidens and Monsters. I'm going to find a better name for it. I just haven't yet. I will be editing something of mine. Currently that's Friday and Monday. I will be editing something of someone else's. I just finished a project over the weekend. And then I'll be reading something as a popular for entertainment, and I'm working my way through the Brandon Sanderson series at this point. So I am getting a lot of information and immersing myself in the writing world in a lot of different ways, because then I'm not getting stuck in a rut and then maybe deciding to go do something not writing related, because if I feel stuck in a rut in one facet, I'll move forward in a different That level of multitasking can be a little bit difficult for some people, I am a binger, so if I'm writing something, I write a bunch of it, and then I don't write it again for a year. I tend to focus on just one thing. Despite being a multitasker in a lot of different aspects of my life, this is the one where I struggle to multitask a lot. So this works for her, it wouldn't work for me. But maybe you can find that balance that does work for you. What does keep you motivated? These four parts of my writing world are about growing as an author. The experimentation definitely helps me grow as an author, but 
if you want to write a lot, you read a lot. And I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of analysis while I'm editing. This is how I move forward. I never want all of my books to read the same. You can probably come up with at least one author name where every book tastes the same. And that's because they're not pushing themselves. They're comfortable in where they are. These rules are to prevent me from being that author because that's not who I want to be. Those are our rules. One thing about a lot of commonly known rules out there is that they are don't rules. Thou shalt not something. Yeah, if you look at the Ten Commandments and you try to sum up all of the Ten Commandments into one word, it's easy to conclude don't. If you look at a lot of writing rules, it's similar. Don't use overly complicated words. They're constantly saying you want to express an idea, don't impress with that idea. You also show, don't tell. And don't skip the editing phase. That is kind of important one. I will agree with this one. Definitely don't skip the editing phase. Says my editor. (laughs) (laughs) Don't write in a passive voice. There are times that that is called for. If you're setting up a certain rhythm, you're setting up the rule of three within a paragraph, passive voice can have a place. But know what passive voice looks like before you use it. If you're using it accidentally, there's a problem. Probably one of the more common ones is don't wait for inspiration. Just keep writing. Write terribly. Write whatever you feel like. It's very easy to make excuses about why you're not writing instead of just writing. So waiting for inspiration is one of those don't. And you also don't use double negatives. Double negatives are bad. They add unnecessary confusion. Never don't not. What? (laughs) It's just don't use double negatives or triple negatives. There's often an easier to understand way to phrase that sentence. These are a lot of your don't rules in writing, and you'll see this a lot because it's an easy way to point out this needs to be fixed. And a lot of authors, especially young authors, really want those rules, those guidelines. They want an easy list. But the biggest thing, if you are working on your writing, find your own rules. Develop them yourself. Learn as you go. Feel free to make mistakes, because when you make mistakes, you learn from them. And you may have heard me say in my rule set, Write to Discover, I stole that rule from Ted Decker. You are welcome to steal rules when you are building your own list. Find ones you like. Find ones you hate. Figure out why you hate it and then throw it away. But rules exist to help you learn. That's the great thing about this. These are more guidelines than actual rules. That being said, break the rules. Have fun with it. See what happens when you change the way you write. If you decide to plot when you're normally a pantser, see what happens. Things actually get written? Maybe. The last book I completed, I pantsed the first two-thirds of it, and I couldn't stand it anymore, and I plotted the last third. And the book that I'm trying to pants for ten years is not happening unless I actually plot out a couple of scenes. And you can plot the next two scenes, but not the whole story. And that'll just give you something to write toward. Break the rules by changing the word count. 
Maybe try to write a sci-fi story in 3,000 words. Or a fantasy story where 3,000 words would be little more than setting the scene for some authors. Edit differently. If you normally do it one way, find a different way to do it. That's the thing. When you're breaking your own rules or breaking the rules that people have set out to say, this is how you should write, you find ways that work better for you. So if you're changing the word count, if you're editing differently, if you're exploring plotting or pantsing, those are all things that help you become a better writer. Some people have only ever written on a keyboard and they've only ever edited on a keyboard. And then they write by hand for the first time and it's like, wow, in my world, I'm forced to not edit and that's why I write by hand. But if you tend to edit on a computer, maybe try printing it out. See what you catch that's different. And it all comes down to the most important rule of all. Break all the other rules. Follow the rules that you want. Find rules that work for you. It all comes down to following this important rule. Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.